0: You're going to hear this before the rest of the episode, because at the end, I forgot to mention one big trade in the NFL the past week. Offensive tackle Orlando Brown of the Baltimore Ravens was traded to the Kansas city chiefs and chiefs gave them back a few draft picks, um, about four total. And so Orlando Brown's going to play left tackle for the chiefs. Uh, the chiefs obviously had offensive line issues in the super bowl where Patrick Mahomes just was running for his life the whole game and got beat up physically um, and so the Chiefs have completely rebu- rebuilt their offensive line. Uh, they now have Orlando Brown, left tackle. They have Joe Tooney, a really good uh, offensive guard from the Patriots. They have a new center. Um, they have a couple opt-outs coming back last year. Lucas Niang from TCU, who Chase Young um, of the Washington Football Team, who is one of the best defensive players in the league, called Lucas Niang one of the best offensive tackles in in America when they were both playing each other in college. So that's a good sign. The chiefs, they're going to do all the can to protect Patrick Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes is breathing a sigh of relief that now he has a premier left tackle in the league to uh, help protect his blind side. So good for the chiefs. Hopefully they can uh, repeat where they've been. Um, and it looks like Orlando Brown will enable them to do so. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome back to Time Out with Lance. It has been quite quite some time since I put out uh, an episode. I think it was um, over three weeks ago that I last put out a podcast. So, welcome back to those who have been listening, and this is your first time listening. Welcome as well. Um, Biggest news of the week is the NFL draft is this Thursday, April 29th. And so I'm going to break down a little bit of that, see uh, what the dynamic is this year with it. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round, five or six of them this year. And uh, it's really, it's going to be hard to predict the draft. Like, I mean, there are experts on the NFL draft, but I don't really participate in any of the mock drafts or anything like that. I just kind of go with kind of what uh, most of the media says because the top pick and usually the picks a little bit after that are usually okay. But regardless, I'm just digressing and ranting on. So let's get into other stuff before the NFL draft. Um, first in the news of college basketball. So um, a few weeks ago, uh, the national championship happened. It was April 5th actually was the national championship and Baylor beat Gonzaga handily. Um, Gonzaga just looked like a finesse team against Baylor. Baylor was just too big, too strong. Uh, Maceo Teague, uh, Jared Butler, and Davion Mitchell, they were just too much uh, for Gonzaga. Jalen Suggs, Drew Timmy, and the rest of Gonzaga Bulldogs, they could not really keep up with the athleticism of Baylor. So Baylor brings... Home a national championship, and this is the state of Texas's first national championship in college basketball, uh, I think since like the 1940s. So and it's crazy to think that Texas has gone that long without winning a natty. But Baylor uh, is going to lose at least two of those three guards that I mentioned. Um, they're bringing in uh, one five-star recruit, I think, so they'll be okay to start off next season. They should be ranked somewhere in the top ten. Gonzaga, though, they're going to lose Jalen Suggs and a couple other players to the NBA in graduation. Jalen Suggs is going to be a top-five pick. Uh, but they're bringing in the number one overall recruit in high school, Chet Holmgren uh, from Minnesota. Uh, the high school ranks, he's going to be at Gonzaga. He's a tall, lanky, seven-footer. He can do pretty much everything on the floor offensively and also block shots at an extremely high level. They also have the number six overall recruit, Hunter Salas, who I believe is a combo guard or a point guard either one, but he he's another ball handler kind of replaced Jalen Suggs and drew Timmy's coming back and he'll be a Naismith uh, candidate to start the season. So Gonzaga is going to be either the first ranked or second ranked team in the country. Uh, some people have UCLA ranked number one in the preseason for next year because uh, they finished in the top 15 at Kimpom, Palm, which is a very widely used uh, analytics uh, ranking system to rank teams. And, they went all the way from the first four to the final four this year, and they're going to return pretty much everybody from the team this past year for next year, barring um, barring one of them, Johnny Juzang, goes to the NBA draft. But if they all come back um, and if another senior comes back and they're also getting another five-star, then they'll probably be the best team in the country, not named Gonzaga. But moving on to uh, other news with – with college basketball, a lot of coaching changes has hap- have happened the past uh, month or so. First, at N- North Carolina. So, if you didn't know, North Carolina is one of college basketball's blue bloods. Typically, you hear the blue bloods in college basketball they are Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, uh, UCLA, of course. Back back in the nineteen sixties uh, and seventies, or thinking before that. I'm I'm missing the window exactly, but John Wooden was arguably the best college basketball coach of all time. He coached UCLA UCLA to dynasties back then um, where he had players like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in college and other players. Um, So those are the blue buds. I guess you could say maybe Michigan State the past 20 years or so has been a blue bud. Um, So at UNC, regardless, um, they're replacing Roy Williams, who um, retired with over 900 wins. And he's the only coach in college basketball history to win 400 plus games at two different schools. Of course, of course he coached at Kansas late nineties, early two thousands. And then he moved to North Carolina after that. And he retired this year. Um, I believe he coached for 33 years, 33 years total as a head coach. And so he's moving on. And now UNC is going to hire Hubert Davis, who has been the head assistant in North Carolina for the past nine years to replace Roy Williams. It's going to be big shoes to fill and hopefully I wish Hubert Davis the best of luck to fall in those big of a footsteps. Um, Best of luck to him. And I hope hopefully he does well in the ACC Texas tech. um, They got, they hired Mark Adams to replace Chris Peart who left for the university of Texas. Um, I just saw a lot of reports from Texas Tech fans that they just felt betrayed a little bit. Um, I know Texas tech did go to the final four a couple of years ago before COVID um they lost uh to Virginia in the national championship game but uh Chris Beard did a pretty good job at Texas Tech and if he's going to bring Texas back maybe we'll see if that happens but Shaka Smart previously at Texas did not do that so Chris Beard he said he's willing to accept a challenge um at a program like Texas which is very uh nationally prominent so good luck to him um I really hope she doesn't do successful because I'm an Aggie and I don't want to see the Longhorns win. Um, For Oklahoma, they hired Porter Mosier away from Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago uh, has been making noise in the NCAA tournament the past few years. They made the Final Four a few years ago, and Porter Mosier got them to the Sweet 16 this year, and they beat Illinois in the round of 32. And Illinois was a number one seed, in fact, a number two overall seed in the NCAA tournament. And so Porter Moser, he goes to a Big Twelve powerhouse in Oklahoma. Um, he'll be competing with Baylor, who just won the national championship. Kansas, who has Bill Self, um, still one of the best programs in America. Um, other, other top flight programs in the Big Twelve as well. Oklahoma State um, is always competitive. Um, Iowa State, I think, is going to get better, even though they were in the cellar. And good luck to Porter Moser at Oklahoma out in Arizona, they fired Sean Miller who had five level one violations. Um, a lot of the NCAA powerhouse programs, which Arizona is one of them, they've been under investigation for the past few years for tampering violations, um, related to recruiting. And so, uh, Sean Miller was found to be, um, just abusing those rules. And so now he's out and, uh, Arizona, they th- I believe that they just recently hired a head coach. I don't have his name written down, but they're going to try and get back to the top of the Pac-12 to compete with the likes of UCLA, um, Oregon, and USC. And the Masters was also um, a couple weeks ago. I believe it wrapped up on April 11th, so a, a couple Sundays ago, and Hideki Matsuyama won. um He brought Japan its first uh, major golf championship, but the ratings for the Masters weren't that great, probably because Tiger was out of it with his injuries and stuff. And the Masters, I didn't watch this minute of the Masters this year, maybe just because um, it wasn't really that visually appealing this year. Uh, So moving on to the NBA, a couple of notes before I get to the NFL. Um, Jamal Murray, uh, one of the superstars for the Denver Nuggets, he tore his left ACL. And so he's out for the year, obviously, but the Nuggets have kept chugging along and Nikola Jokic, their, um, other great player. He's probably going to be named MVP. He's the odds on favorite in Vegas to win the NBA MVP later this year. And Lamarcus Aldridge, who recently signed with the Brooklyn Nets a few weeks ago, he decided to retire because of an irregular heartbeat. Um, he was a seven-time All-Star. He averaged 19.4 points per game over 16 seasons. Um, he played a lot of his career with the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, then he moved to San Antonio under Greg Popovich. And then now he got recently got bought out and signed with the Brooklyn Nets. And unfortunately, he cannot continue his career. So best of luck to LaMarcus Aldridge. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he is a really, really good player who should be remembered for his great uh, inside-out out game. Moving on to the NFL. So, Alex Smith, um, the longtime Chiefs and uh, 49ers Chiefs, and the recently Washington football team quarterback, he retired. He was the number one overall draft pick back in 2005 um, out of Utah. He struggled early on in his career, but he found his footing um, under Jim Harbaugh a little bit. Then he moved on to Kansas City under Andy Reid, directed their offense pretty well. Um, And when he came back from just a horrific injury, uh, very comparable to Joe Theismann's inj- injury If you don't remember Joe Theismann's in in injury, just uh, look it up on YouTube or something, or just read about it because it was very gruesome and Joe Theismann never played another down of football. So it was amazing to see that Alex Smith even came back from that. He started for the Washington football team and had a winning record as their starter. Um, there's a big debate on whether he will go into the hall of fame or not, but, uh, he had a really good career considering especially where he came from. So I wouldn't mind seeing him in the football hall of fame, to be honest with you. Um, so Mike Tomlin moving on, he signed with the Steelers, um, as their head coach through the 2024 season, he extended his contract. Um, Mike Tomlin's probably a top five coach in the NFL, although he gets a lot of flack and, uh, the Steelers just as a franchise in their history, they they tend to hold on to their head coaches and give them a lot of leeway, and really support them from the inside. Mike Tomlin, he, um, he's a defensive guy. Um, he he's a really good coach. Um, sometimes I think his uh, decision making can be questionable at times, but overall, he's a pretty good coach, and I think a lot of the league would want to have him as their head man. So a lot of trades going down. Uh, in the NFL as well. Recently, um, Jets quarterback Sam Darnold, uh, the number two or number one overall pick. Now, I believe he was the number two overall pick to the Jets in 2017. I could be getting that wrong. But anyway, he was traded to the Panthers for three draft picks, which are 2021 sixth round and 2022 second and fourth round picks. So it, The Panthers, they got a new quarterback, and that clears the way for the Jets to probably select quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU for the second pick, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Running back James Conner, previously with the Steelers, he signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, The Cardinals have been making a lot of moves this offseason. Running back Giovanni Bernard, who's previously at the Bengals, he signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks. so Tom Brady has yet another weapon to work with. Um, Alden Smith, uh, the defensive end signed with the Seahawks, but he was recently arrested. So I don't know if he's even going to make the Seahawks roster. Um, Deshaun Watson, of course, now Deshaun Watson, his, um, sexual assault stuff is still going on. It hasn't been resolved yet, but it's not looking good for him. Bottom line is he's going to miss a lot of time next season and, uh, he's going to have trouble getting on the field in the next year or so. Um, I'm still going to let all those investigations play out before I really analyze it. Um, Britt Reed, who was former, uh, assistant coach for the chiefs, the son of head coach, Andy Reed. Um, he got charged with felling DWI the week before the super bowl. well, he didn't get charged, but, um, he got into a wreck the week of the super bowl. And now he just recently got charged with felony DWI. Um, he injured a five-year-old or seven-year-old girl. Sent her to the hospital. A really tragic situation for everybody involved. But it looks it doesn't doesn't look good for anybody. Prayers out to the girl and her family. Um, and Britt Reed needs some serious serious help um, before he heads off to prison, if that's where he's going. Um, real quickly before I get to the NFL draft, the MLB All-Star Game got moved to Coors Field because of error of uh, Georgia's voting law, which I think is. A little bit far fetched, um, because New York has more restrictive laws, and also just move just came into that political pressure. It's not a good look for Major League Baseball because half your audience is just not gonna they, they've tuned it out basically, and it will, the MLB ratings, like the M- NBA ratings, are falling further and further down the totem pole. And Kansas, um, after they got rid of their former athletic director Jeff Long, they hired a former. Uh, Kansas graduate, uh, Travis Goff, he, um, had been at Northwestern since 2012. And so he got the new athletic director job at his alma mater, KU. All right. So finally getting to the NFL draft. Um, it's on Thursday night. It's going to be taking place in Cleveland. Unlike last year, whether, where it took place in Roger Goodell's basement this year, it's going to be, um, live with a stage. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the first pick of the draft to the Jacksonville Jaguars is probably going to be Trevor Lawrence. Um, this has been set in stone for quite some time, probably more than a year or so. Um, honestly, Trevor Lawrence could have been the number one draft pick last season. And even after he won the national championship his freshman year at Clemson over Alabama, people are saying that he could have been the top pick as well. So he's like the highest rated quarterback process prospect in the league since Peyton Manning or since Andrew Luck, excuse me. And so he'll hopefully be in Jacksonville for the next 10 to 15 years. That's what his expectation coming into the league. And I'm a little salty as a Texans fan because um, the Texans have had to, ever since their franchise came into existence, they've had to deal with Peyton Manning, uh, how he torched the AFC South for um, most of the 2000s. Um, Andrew Luck, who did it for a few years in the 2010s, and now Trevor Lawrence, maybe in the 2020s, um, albeit not with the Colts, but with the Jaguars, but in the same division. The Texans may end up if Deshaun Watson doesn't doesn't play this year, which it, he probably won't. The Texans will probably have the fourth best quarterback in that division, um, barring that um, it's barring some tragedy that Carson Wentz doesn't get back to his MB, MVP form with Frank Reich and the Colts. But bottom line, Trevor Lawrence going number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. No no shocker there. Um, just straightforward. Uh, if anything else happens, then the whole draft's going to be uh, upside down. The Jets pick at number two. They're probably going to go for quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU. Now, uh, a lot of people have compared him to Patrick Mahomes. I mean that's a really great comparison. We'll see how his strength translates to the NFL. He does make all the throws, um, but the smell this doesn't seem like a surefire pick. And with the Jets, the Jets have made so many wrong draft choices over the years, and the Jets as a franchise are they're probably gonna still finish last place in the in the AFC East. Um, so Zach Wilson, good luck to you, bro. But if you're in New York with the Jets, uh it's not gonna look too good for at least the first few years. Number three is the San Francisco 49ers, and they traded up with Miami to get the number three pick. Um They're probably gonna take a quarterback, and it's either gonna be from what I hear recently, Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Um, Mac Jones, of course, run a ran a pro style system in Alabama. And he had weapons all over the field. Uh, Devontae Smith, who was also going to be a super high draft pick this year. Um, Najee Harris, who could go in the first round as well. Um, Mac Jones, um, he wasn't thought of as a great pro prospect, but he's, he's viewed now as like the most pro ready um, at the moment. He doesn't have supposedly the highest quote ceiling in the draft, but he has a lot of tools to help San Francisco win. And I think Kyle Shanahan, would would appreciate his skills. Um, Justin Fields also is a possibility, but it doesn't look like that the 49ers are going to go for Justin Fields this year. Justin Fields will probably be in the mid first round. uh, In my opinion, the Falcons, um, I think they should take Kyle Pitts, give uh, Matt Ryan another weapon. I don't think they should give away Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan, I think is still a pretty good quarterback. Um, Not, not to say that he's going to set the world on fire. Like Tom Brady has the past couple of years, but Matt Ryan is still a pretty good quarterback in his mid to late thirties. And he can still play for at least another few years with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and maybe Kyle Pitts. That would be an insane offense. Uh, the Bengals, they need to protect Joe Burrow's blind side because he tore his ACL and the offensive line was just not cutting it. So they could draft someone like Slater out of Northwestern or, uh, Penesul out of Oregon, um, they just need to get O line help, or they could draft Jamar Chase to pair with like T Higgins or something on the outside, um, and reunite Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. The Dolphins have the number six pick. They could go Devontae Smith and pick uh, Tua Tagovailoa, um, or help out Tua Tagovailoa by getting Devonte Smith or Jamar Chase or another weapon on the outside to help Tua. So those are the first six picks. And after that, the draft, I'm not going to go too much further down the draft. Of course, the draft is seven rounds total with 260 something picks. So it's going to be a long draft, but the bottom line is Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars and nothing else really needs to be said. All right. So thank you guys for checking out the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, School has just been crazy. These and life has been crazy the past three weeks for me. So, Finally, today, I've had some time to sit down and uh, do the episodes. So keep looking out for episodes coming out. Um, The draft is, again, this Thursday for the NFL. Uh, So thank you guys again for tuning in. Appreciate all the support you've been giving me, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Take care.